suit up, strap in, and hammer down. This is Dirt Life, the official podcast of the Dirt Collective. Now, here's your host, Jeremy Cross. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Jeremy Cross, and this is the Dirt Life podcast, fueled by High Octane Coffee. And today, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to kick off a new series of podcasts. We're calling it the Sponsorship Series. Uh, and if you listen to the first podcast, you know that uh, by day, I work at an advertising agency. I'm a creative director there, which means I basically uh, come up with ads. I work with teams of creatives that come up with ads uh, for big brands, and primarily focusing in digital and social media. So a lot of websites. Uh, we manage a lot of social media accounts for big brands, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, uh, and we do a lot of uh, advertising in the digital space. Um, with that said, you know I think that, that that social media, hands down, out of all of those channels, is the single biggest opportunity uh, to grow your personal brand. And I think in the future, for everyone who's out there. Um, trying to secure sponsorship, trying to secure funding. Uh, it, it's, it's the greatest opportunity that you have uh, to promote yourself, to build that brand, and to attract the attention of sponsors. So I want to create a series where I can hopefully offer some tips and advice um, to you to kind of help you uh, grow, seek sponsorship um, funds, and just you know hopefully give back to the sport and, and give you uh, some knowledge that, that I have kind of in my, my day-to-day life. Um, <clears throat> That said, let's, let's talk a little bit about sponsorship because uh, I, I get sponsorship requests almost every day uh, with Dirt Collective. And for those of you that, that don't know, uh, Dirt Collective is not a Fortune 500 company. It's not a you know billion-dollar brand. It's not a million-dollar brand. It's not a hundred-thousand-dollar brand. Um, Dirt Collective is a, is, a, is a passion of mine, and I'm very fortunate to work with uh, guys like Brandon Aaron Yossi uh, and Gavin Skeen over in uh, Australia. Uh, but make no mistake, this is not something that any of us uh, could support ourselves on full-time. It's something that we do uh, because we love the sport and we, um, you know, we want to see it, it succeed and we want to see the, the drivers and everyone uh, in it succeed. Um, so, so with that said, you know, when I get a sponsorship request, you know, from a, a street stock driver in um, Wyoming uh, with, you know, no, no uh, racing presence really online outside of maybe a personal Facebook page with a couple hundred friends, there's really no no value in it for for me as a as a business owner uh, and with a brand um, to offer that sponsorship. Now, now make no mistake, I would love to um, give that person money to to see them live their dream and, and go out there and race every week. And if I had the money to do it, uh, that would be the the first place that I would give it. Um, but that that's just not the reality of it. Sponsorship is not charity, uh, and I think that's that's something that. 99% of the racers out there, you need to let that sink in. Sponsorship is not charity. Sponsorship is something that businesses do to see a return on their investment. Uh, if I give you $500, I'm expecting to see at least $501 uh, coming back into my business in the form of, of purchases. And if I don't see that, then I realize very quickly that that's a bad investment and that's not an investment that I'm going to make again. So, if, if, if there's one thing that, that you take away from the whole sponsorship discussion in this podcast as a whole is that sponsorship is not charity. You have to be able to deliver value, and then that means you have to help the business make more money than they are investing in you. If, if businesses make, uh, you know, sponsor drivers who are not providing a return on that investment, they can only do that 
for so long and then they will be out of business. And every business owner out there understands that. Uh, this is a business decision and the only reason that they will write a sponsorship check uh, is if they see that money uh, coming back in. And I also want to make this point too, you know, the, the idea that, uh, you know, win on Sunday, sell on Monday uh, is, is a viable um, sponsorship seeking strategy uh, is, is completely antiquated. It's, it's win on Sunday, sell on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter every day. You have to have some type of uh, mechanism to get your brand out there beyond just, you know, a press release uh, that appears on a, a few uh, websites in your own, you know, personal page. You have to have a robust and a meaningful social media presence uh, online, or else you're, you're, you're just, you're lagging behind. There are too many guys out there that are doing it well right now, too many guys and girls that are out there doing it right now. And, and as a business owner, I would much rather invest in them, uh, you know, than, than take a chance on somebody who, yeah, may win a few races, but they have no means uh, to get their message out uh, except for those, those few times a year when they're on the podium. I mean, victory lane photos are great, don't get me wrong, but I would much rather have a guy who's making, uh, you know, five to seven posts a week that are getting, you know, 10 to 20,000 views every week consistently, regardless of how, uh, you know, he or she performs on the track. And as, as somebody, as a, as a personality who is respected and liked in the sport, then, you know, somebody who's going to win, you know, a dozen races and, and, and maybe once a month get that, you know, 10 to 20,000, you know, eyeballs uh, on them and ultimately, um, you know, the Dirt Collective brand. So with that said, um, you know, I want to give you guys definitely some actionable tips that you can take right now to begin um, growing your social media presence. Because again, I, I firmly believe that it is the, the biggest opportunity right now um, to promote yourself, um, to, to build a following and uh, to prove your worth to sponsors, because that's what it's all about, right? Like when you go to a sponsor, you want to be able to say, hey, I've got 10,000 fans that I can quickly turn into 10,000 customers for you. That's a very compelling statement uh, to someone. And you know that, that, that's going to encourage them to sign that first check. And then when they do sign that first check, you have to be able to uh, deliver on, on that promise and, and, and make sure that you do get your fans you know, uh, to rally behind you and support you and support your, your sponsor. Otherwise, it's going to be a one and done and you're going to be constantly in this cycle of seeking new sponsors, losing them, and then being forced to seek them again. And that's a really, really bad um, model to be in because it's going to suck up A, a ton of your time and B, people are going to figure out like when they start seeing sponsors drop off of you uh, right and left, like eh, this guy's probably not worth, you know, investing my time, investing my money uh, to get behind. So with that said, let's kind of get into uh, to, to some, some really quick tips and I'm just going to, you know, this first first podcast is going to be very high level. So um, apologies if, if this is too basic for some of you, but it, but I want to start. It's kind of like the, the ground level. And then, you know, as this series grows, uh, we'll kind of build on things. So uh, first and foremost, you uh, obviously need to be on all of the, the social media platforms. And, and the, the, the two that are the absolute most important are Facebook and Instagram. That's where um, the vast, vast, vast majority uh, of the, the social media traffic is. And, you know, when I say the, the term social media, social media is the Internet now. 
I mean, that, that, that is where the majority of the traffic is. I mean, the, the, the three biggest websites in the world are uh, Google and YouTube, which are basically search engines, uh, and then Facebook is, is number three. So that is where people are spending their time. Uh, and, and if somebody does a Google search on you, one of the first results is probably going to be uh, your Facebook page. Um, so absolutely need to have a, a Facebook page and you need to have a, a Facebook business page. So you need to have a, a page separate from your personal uh, Facebook profile that you dedicate to your, your racing. And the reason that you need to do that is because Facebook caps the number of uh, friends you can have on a personal page at 5,000 uh, and the number that you can have on a business page is unlimited. And you can also um, do things like uh, run promoted posts, um, advertising, uh, stuff like that on a business page that you can't do on a, uh, on a personal page. Um, so it's absolutely paramount, uh, that you have, um, a page dedicated on Facebook uh, to your racing program and a, a page dedicated uh, to your racing program on Instagram. Now, if you want to be ambitious, I know the, the racing community as a whole is very active on Twitter. I personally don't uh, use Twitter because I don't see a ton of value in it um, for the type of business that I have. You know, it's my, uh, Dirt Collective is very visual. It's it's photos and videos. Um, you know, if I was doing like micro blogging, going to a lot of races is kind of more of like a, a journalist um, doing real-time updates. Yeah, Twitter would have a ton of value. I think as a driver, Twitter can have a ton of value because you can give uh, real-time race updates throughout the night. I think it's definitely worth... Um, getting an account, but it's not, uh, first and foremost, if you don't have Facebook and you don't have Instagram, um, you might as well n not even do it and just plan on funding your racing, uh, for the you know rest of your life or, you know, have a, a rich, rich uncle or friend or somebody who's going to bankroll it for you because you're not going to get serious, meaningful sponsorship, uh, without both of those platforms. So Facebook and Instagram pages, uh, first, um, create those obviously for your racing. And then, um, Kind of the next thing that that you want to do is is post natively to each of those platforms. So, um, one thing that I see a lot of, and it it makes perfect sense um, to do, is is a lot of people share YouTube videos on Facebook. So, say uh, you know you have a GoPro video. Um, that you record during a race, uh, you upload it to YouTube because obviously YouTube is you know primarily known as a um, video sharing platform, uh, and then you take that link and you share it onto Facebook. Well, the problem with that is um, Facebook basically controls how much reach each of your posts get. So each time you post, you probably notice not all of your friends see it. In fact, the vast majority of your friends don't see it. Um, organic reach is you know hovering anywhere between two to ten percent right now for a business page, just kind of depending on um, the amount of engagement that you get. Well, Facebook, when you share a, a YouTube link, because YouTube is a direct competitor of Facebook, Facebook throttles that reach even more. And when you share a YouTube link on Facebook, you're probably going to get anywhere between 70 to 90% fewer views on that, as opposed to if you had just uploaded that video directly to Facebook. You know, you can upload videos uh, to Facebook just like you can upload photos to Facebook, and then they live uh, natively on your your Facebook page, and every time uh, you know somebody goes to your to your Facebook page and uh, you know sees them, they can they can see the videos there, and it also appears obviously in your uh, all your followers' news feeds or the the followers who uh, who, who receive your posts um, from an organic nature. So always, always, always post your content directly to the platform. Um, 
that you want to share it on. Likewise, you know, I see people and, and Facebook and Instagram, uh, Facebook basically owns Instagram. Um, so the, the two platforms integrate and when you run ads, you can run ads simultaneously on Facebook and Instagram and there's like a lot of cool, a cool stuff that you can do there. But, you know, something that I see a lot of people do is, you know, there's the automatic um, kind of functionality within Facebook that you can automatically share your Instagram posts uh, to your Facebook page. Unless you have a big following on Facebook and you're trying to get some of those people over to your Instagram page, upload it separately organically to your page. Don't rely on any of the, the cross-platform share functionality. Just as a general rule of thumb, you will always get more reach. And that's that's what you want, is everything you post, you want it to be seen by as many people as possible. You will always get more reach if you post natively to the platform uh, that you're trying to share your content on. And you should be sharing all of your content across all of your platforms. Wherever somebody could, could find you, um, that's a place where, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. If it's a photo, share it to, to Instagram and share it to Facebook. If it's a video, you can still share it to Instagram, share it to Facebook, but post them natively to those platforms because it'll allow you to reach the most uh, amount of people. Um, likewise, with that, um, you need to engage on both platforms. You can't, uh, you know, there's a lot of people I see who post and then, you know, somebody will write a comment, uh, you know, hey, cool photo, love your car, great video, whatever. And the person never responds. That's that's the worst thing that you can do because, um, a just aside from from being a good person and being approachable and and cultivating that relationship with someone who uh, you know cares about you and cares about your racing, which is massively important. Facebook determines your reach based on the amount of engagement uh, that you get on your post. So if you post a, a a photo, let's say, and you know Facebook shows it to 20 people. If five of those people like your photo, then it'll probably share it to another 10 or 20 people. And if, if five of those people like your photo, it'll share it to another 10 or 20. As long as people are, are showing Facebook that, hey, this is something that's interesting to me, Facebook will keep increasing that organic reach and getting it in front of more and more people. Conversely, if you post something and 20 people look at it and don't do anything, then that's probably where it ends right there. Facebook's going to say, ah, this content is, is not interesting. Uh, people don't care about it. We're going to stop showing it to people. The, the, Facebook's whole goal is to put uh, content that is as interesting uh, to each individual person uh, in front of them so that they stay on the platform for as long as possible. That's all Facebook wants is for you to stay on Facebook. So it's going to try to serve you the, the, the content that it thinks is most interesting to you. If you go um, on Facebook right now and search ballet in, in the, the search functionality and go like a bunch of ballet photos and ballet videos, I guarantee within the next 24 hours, you're going to start to see a lot of ballet content in your newsfeed because Facebook is going to say, oh, wow, this guy is, is, has liked a bunch of ballet stuff. That must be what he's into. Let's start putting it in front of him. So with that said, the, the, the likes that you get on your content are crucial to, to getting your content in front of as many people as possible. The more people who like your content, the more times Facebook's going to say, oh, okay, they're a, this, this guy's a fan of Joe Smith. Next time Joe Smith posts, I'm going to put 
his content in front of, of, of these people. So, so like getting people to like and comment on your posts, uh, and share your posts is, is crucial. And, you know, one way to do that is to be active in the community is to like other people's posts, comment on other people's posts, engage with the, the community and build those relationships. And then when you post something, people will return the favor because they'll have a vested interest in you. And on top of that, it's going to, it's going to get you involved in the, the culture of social media. And you're going to kind of see how how things work, uh, and you're gonna you're gonna develop higher quality content through that engagement. It's 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 you know half of a process of um, you know kind of self serving, and that it that it allows you to, to build relationships with people who will um, help you kind of. Uh, increase your your organic reach, but it's also kind of an education as well. It's it, you're going to be able to see very quickly uh, how the how the social media ecosystem works, and and you're going to by engaging with other people's posts, you're going to have ideas. You're going to say, oh man, maybe I should take a, a photo of my car like that uh, next time, or oh man, wouldn't it be cool if I did uh, you know a Facebook live from the the pits next time because I saw so and so's Facebook live. So you're going to get ideas uh, just simply by interacting. Um, on social media that way, so it's it's very very important to uh, engage for for a number of reasons. So make sure um, you know if somebody does comment on your post that you're responding to that, and then you know whoever you're following out there, make sure that you're you know you're liking their stuff and you're commenting on their stuff. Um, it's just it, you know it's just just generally good social media etiquette, and, and will benefit you uh, massively as you begin to grow your presence online. Um, and then the last thing that I want to talk about too is, you know, you have your personal um, Facebook profile for a reason, and you can say and do whatever you want on there. I mean, I wouldn't advise you to to um, do anything too controversial if you're genuinely serious about um, racing. You know, if racing is just a hobby and you don't care about sponsorship, then honestly, I don't even know why you would be uh, listening to this right now. But um, if if you are truly serious about um, you're racing, then you that that has to come before everything else. And why, you know, th- there may be a guy who, uh, you know, has a billion dollars and is looking for a, a race car to sponsor that hates Trump or that loves Trump or that d- hates guys that you know comment on politics in general. Like there, there's just nothing to be gained um, by getting into um, you know religious political. Um, social debates on on Facebook. Like you're not going to change anybody's mind. You're not going to have any impact on you know public policy or, or social culture as a whole, a whole. All that you risk doing, at best, you're preaching to the choir, and at worst, you're going to alienate somebody who could be a huge ally um, in your racing program. So if, if you're serious about racing, um, I, I would keep that off your, your personal profile, but absolutely keep that stuff off of your, your professional profile. And, and, and it goes kind of beyond, um, you know, those, those sensitive topics, uh, you know, like um, religion and politics. Your racing profile should just be your, your racing, especially at the amateur level. You know, a, a guy like Kyle Larson can, you know, post some, some photos of, of him, you know, grabbing in and out after a race and, and, and that's cool because he's, he's Kyle Larson and that's, uh, interesting, but 
as you're trying to grow your presence, keep it about racing and, and, and figure out what it is that your fan base um, likes. If they like, you know, behind the scenes uh, stuff with you working in the shop, post more of that. If they like action stuff, you on the track, post more of that. Figure out what they they like about your racing program and, and go all in on that. And, and, and maybe it's a variety of things. Maybe it's all of those things. Um, but but definitely keep the focus of your professional social media presence professional. Keep it about uh, the racing because that's that's the the side of the the that you want to promote and that you want to grow because ultimately you want to be able to leverage that um, and and turn it into to meaningful sponsorship income to have that um, network of of fans and supporters behind you that you can then go to to a sponsor and and say hey like you know. Um, support me and I will you know give you return on your investment tenfold um, so yeah so that's uh, kind of a, at a very high level you know the uh, again from a, from a social media standpoint um, you want to create those separate Facebook and Instagram um, racing business profile pages um, you want to post uh, organically natively uh, to each platform so Upload directly to Facebook, upload directly to Instagram. Don't share YouTube links on Facebook. Uh, don't you know? Cross post your Instagram photos onto Facebook. It's okay to upload the same photo individually to each platform or the same video in individually to each each platform. And then you know engage with people on the the platform. That's the the quickest way to uh, build up your social media presence. Um, so I hope that helps. You know, this is uh, kind of the first one, and we'll kind of get into more detail because, believe me, there are a ton of nuances and there's a, a ton to learn about this stuff. Uh, and social media is only going to get, um, it's only going to become part, of, you know, a bigger part of our lives. It's it's not going anywhere. We're we're long gone, you know, past the days of of a world without social media. It's only going to become, um, you know, a bigger aspect of our lives. So, um, being able to understand it, being able to leverage it for your benefit is, is, is going to be huge and it's going to help your, uh, your racing program. You know, the, the best drivers in this sport, we all know they don't always succeed, uh, because they lack the means to get sponsorship, but the most marketable drivers, uh, almost always do. It's, it's rare to find a, a super marketable driver, uh, that doesn't achieve at least some level of success in this sport. And, um, you know, being able to leverage social media is going to be be paramount, uh, you know, to your ability to uh, uh, to be one of those marketable drivers. So, I hope this helps. Um, definitely hit me up with any any thoughts, questions, feedback. Um, I, I want to make this as valuable as possible uh, to all of you. And uh, you know, only way that I know that it is is if you uh, is if you let me know. So, uh, if you made it this far, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you again here soon. This has been another episode of Dirt Life. Want more? Check us out at dirtcollective.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.